and thanks for downloading the two sorry excuses podcast recording live via via the internet i'm your old pal sanders good buddy Lee. and if you are keeping score at home this is episode 177 the buenos noches amigos edition yes <laughs> Solo in Simar edition, as they say down there. Only in Simar, as they call it. Uh, welcome back, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. Great to so, be back. Coming back to stable country, man. Glad to be back on the pod with you. Well, last time we chatted, you were. Um, well, last time we chatted, we recorded a pod. Uh, that re- that pod will most likely be referred to as the uh, lost episode. Yeah, I was thinking like the lost episodes of like the honeymooners. Yeah, that's probably, it's probably like lost episode 170, uh, 176 or something. Because um, we had some technical difficulties. It's been a while since we've been back in the groove. And like we had a hard enough time navigating the, the, the technology when we were in, in our prime. Yeah. So uh, it didn't work out. I, maybe I can salvage it. Maybe I'll find it. Um, Thanks to quarantine, we all know about Zoom now. <laughs> <laughs> no one heard of Zoom like three weeks ago. So when did you take off for vacation? Uh, right 22nd. The 22nd? 20, wait, when was it? Saturday, February 22nd. You've been... Oh yeah, my God! March first, man, and then the country went all in a handbasket soon thereafter. Oh, all right. So, all right. So we must have talked that week, that St. Patrick's Day week, right? Saint or Patrick's the week before? The week before. In February, brother. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit, President's Day. I mean. Yes. Yes. Okay, it's so we talked that week. Place. It's all been a blur for the past month now, huh? I don't. I remember thinking. When you when we left each other, when we last spoke, I remember thinking, oh, I can't believe Liv is traveling, but is there was there a a, a crossover between this COVID nineteen pandemic and your travels or no, no, there was no issue at that time. I mean Mardi Gras went off without a hitch, all the parades and I- I will say this as a side note. I don't know if you've seen the news about New Orleans and Louisiana in particular. We have like the second highest rate per capita to like New York, New Jersey right now with these cases. And they think a pretty strong chance. I mean, I said this a couple of weeks ago when it first started coming and I think it's being confirmed. Fucking Mardi Gras. Because everybody gathers, you know. Yeah. People come from all over the world, all over the country to come down here. So um, I'll say this much. I haven't been infected yet, but it's probably good that I didn't go to any Mardi Gras parades this year. Yeah, no it's shit. It's like a petri year, dish. The first year of my life at, that I've lived in New Orleans where I just straight up missed all of Mardi Gras. You know, so you didn't, you didn't go to anything? You didn't even no, see I didn't anything. even go to any. Cause they had a bunch of parades the week before and I didn't go to any of those, you know, just cause well, I had shit to do, you know, like getting yeah. prepared to go out of the country and stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how it all just happened coincidentally. 
And then you take off on the 22nd. No yeah. issue? No issue flying? No, issue. no. When I get down there, because they don't, I think I spoke to Fredo the other day. We exchanged some texts. They just got their first couple of cases recently. They had no issues with it down there. At the time, the states didn't have any travel bans or anything, you know, like leaving the states. Um, what they did do to me there, but apparently they do this all the time because everybody mentioned it to me. When you go into customs in El Salvador, they take your temperature. And then they take it again when you leave El Salvador. They, they have a little thermometer they put up to your forehead, you know. Not rectally? And, uh, it was very uncomfortable first because they put it rectally and they said, no, it's actually oral. So <laughs> was not a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> if that was Curacao, that would be, they'd use the same thermometer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was um, the all right. So let's wait, let's back up. Let's back up a little bit. It was a story when we were down there, like Fredo and his people were freaking out about it, you know? Yeah, so for for those of us who are just uh, coming online or just catching up, or uh, let's face it, it was, it was like two years since we've done a podcast. Um, you went down, you planned a trip to go see uh, your old pal. I'd say my old pal, but he's your old pal. He's our old pal. You play a key uh, role in Alfredo's life at this point. I, I would hope so, but I wouldn't want to interject myself in I'll explain that. I'll explain it. All right. He he was one of my favorites. Um, I have a picture of uh of him and my brother. I believe it's my graduation, or maybe it's 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 um parents' weekend or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in which you know they're kind of they're about the same age, my brother and and BP uh, uh, and you are, are all around the same age. So Head State, Joshua DeSantis. They got uh, they hit it off uh, famously. So I have a picture of them. Everybody hits it off famously with Josh DeSantis, in my experience. <laughs> uh, they were being a couple knuckleheads in in, in Fagan. So I have that that picture yeah. of them. Um, so and 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 I've been around Fredo uh, enough, and we spent you know some good times. Fredo was at the time. Um, is he older? No, Fredo's you, my year. But 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 on a calendar, I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's 76 still. Okay, all right. So he's not like one of those kids who was older for his grade, and no. then in the transition from a foreign school system to an American school. No, you know, he sometimes... went to Arms in Connecticut. Okay, I do remember that. I do remember yeah. that. I okay, I think they're called the Beavers or something like that. <laughs> They're a big lacrosse hockey school, but okay. Fredo was not an, a, a star athlete by any means. <laughs> here's what here's what uh, Fredo always impressed me with. Uh, he always seemed, and, and and maybe this is a little bit of like a uh, you know a South American. Um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, if it was French, it would be a je ne sais quoi. Uh, in essence, like the South American essence, right? Central American, um, but yes. Latin Central American, American. Latin American. Latin American essence. That Latin, um, that suave. Yes, right? Yes. He was he's very... That, he was always like, you know, very suave, right? Very he confident. Done just so... You know, he was, always, he was never... He was never out. He was never a fish out of water. 
He yeah. was seamless in his transition, whether he was hanging out uh, with you guys or he was hanging out with older guys or whether he was at a bar. Um, he, he, he was never the guy you had to worry about. He has good career. Yes. And that's always, it always impressed me. Uh, and yeah. he always seemed a lot uh, more mature, a lot older yeah. than, than, uh, than his years, so to speak. It so. probably helps because he's very young for his family. He's okay. Young, he's like kind of like a gap between him and the next, you know? Okay. Okay. I'm sure um, that probably has a lot to do with it, you know? Well, he has an older brother, right? A very notorious. He has an older brother and two older sisters. His older brother is eight years older, and I finally met him. I mean, his older brother always had, like, this legend attached to him. He was like the way they talked about William Wallace. <laughs> stories about him. It was like, oh, Fredo's brother, man. He's a legend. Oh, Fredo's brother. He dated a. Cowboys cheerleader. Oh, Fredo's brother. You know, he's seven feet tall. <laughs> lightning from his eyes and thunderbolts from his arms. And I finally got to meet Fredo's brother. <laughs> now, does his, whole, does his whole family still live in El Salvador? Yeah, but they, they all live down there. But um, one of his sister's uh, husband was in treatment in the States. So I didn't get to meet her because they okay. were in and um in florida uh at the time so she wasn't there but i met everybody else because during the week um it was fredo's parents 55th wedding anniversary as well as his mother's birthday so we had a gathering at fredo's house so i got to oh, meet okay. the whole gamut of quinones look at you yeah. thing is fredo was actually raised in miami you know, because, like, I think they moved there when he was very – for business purposes. Right. I remember that – I know that they have a, a place there. I know that they had a place yeah. there, and he was he was reared there. I didn't realize that he spent a significant amount of time there. Yeah, when he was pretty young. he, he uh, I forget. He told me what age he was. But, yeah, it was in Key Biscayne, you know, which you, I'm sure you've heard of before. Sure. So yeah. did you – he – he left. He left Syracuse. Yeah, he after sophomore year, he ended up at a place called uh, Albright College, Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. How did he end up there, and why did he end up there? Uh, I think it was the school that took him. <laughs> <laughs> he did not enjoy it there. He had friends there because I remember he came and visited us a couple of times. And one time he brought up these friends when he talked about it. He was talking about how miserable it was. We're there. It's like a 1,200 to 2,000 student school in fucking middle of nowhere with nothing to do, you know? So, so Syracuse said, uh, we, we, we no longer need your services. Fredo, thank you. Your services. We have determined your services are redundant, Mr. Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> and and <laughs> just going back home wasn't an option or, or, or he didn't, it was either not an option for his family or it wasn't an option for him. So he finds some school that lets him continue on yeah, with yeah. his education. Okay. And Albright college is that. Yeah. Albright college, which we used to make fun of him. About, you know. Oh, Albright. <laughs> oh, <man>. I believe. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> I believe. Um, Albright College is the alma mater of uh, Charlie Ginex, who was a um, Jackson Recreation soccer 
teammate of mine on the uh, eight, nine-year-old uh, recreation circuit. I think there was like a Phillies farm club there or something. Uh, it's Reading. Yes, it's Reading, PA. Yep. Uh, right. It is the home of the um, some type of lion, lightning bolt type of guy. Let's see here. Lions. Yes. The Albright Lions. Very. That's a horrible logo. Yeah. Well, Fredo drew that personally, so that's rough for you to come up. <laughs> so he goes to uh, he goes to Albright. And obviously he came, he, he, you said he came up. So you guys obviously kept in yeah, touch. Yeah, he came up a few times. So we were going over some old photos of that, that fortunately I have in my phone. Yeah. We strolled down memory lane a little bit, looking at photos of us together, all of us douching, like Steve-O, him, Fredo being douched, everybody being douched, you know. Didn't draw on you, you know. That was oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got be it. A recurring theme of the photos we had. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Drunkenly having stuff drawn all over you, and then definitely hit Stevo more than I hit anybody else. Although none <laughs> of us were, none of us were spared the indignity at all. <laughs> so you do, and I don't know. As I'm starting to think about this. Um, in general, I would say that you do a good job of keeping in touch with, uh, with people from your past, whether it's high school guys, whether it's college chicks, um, or whether it's dudes, dudes like, um, California Ryan or Fredo. I expected California Ryan yesterday. Um, but then it, the funny thing is long gaps go in between and then you just get talk to a guy one day and all of a sudden, and that's how you know, it's a good friendship. You know, you don't talk to a guy for five years and you get back and you can just bullshit with him, you know? So what I think helps that, one, uh, is that you are relatively active without being obnoxious on social media, right? So you you kind of can invite a conversation with somebody, it strikes a chord, oh, God, I remember that photo, you know, hey, it's been 10 years, but you know, live what's up. The other thing that I think you're really good at, um, is, um, your willingness to engage in a phone conversation. (laughs) Those are two things that I just don't have in me. Now, when you get me on the phone, I think that I'm personable and gregarious and, a good conversationalist, but it's not my favorite thing to do either dial a phone call and have a conversation or pick up the phone call. I don't return a text, man. Fucking, I text you and I don't get a response, but then I get an email invite to some fucking business platform and I'm like, you can't return my text when he sends fucking emails. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have a set schedule, I don't have a set office. I work from home. I, I don't have much of a routine. Um, what some people may think is a good time to text. Maybe you're sitting around at night, you know, doing something, you shoot me off a text. I might be in the middle of a project or I might be working. Yeah. Conversely, 
I may be, um, in most cases, uh, taking a dump and I'll engage yeah. in a back and forth. And then all of a sudden I disappear well, yeah. it's because I finished taking a dump and I have to hop on a conference call. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, 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 I acknowledge that, uh, I, I took sent you a sure. text in the morning yesterday because I was like, I was up, I was like, well, he's an hour ahead of me. He's probably about, you know, he's probably stirring around right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know after a certain time at night, especially since you're an hour ahead of me, I know you go sleep a bit earlier than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm never going to reach you. Like, I know, like, if I send you a text nine o'clock my time, there's like zero chance it's getting responded to before next day. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I definitely. understand that. Um, you wake up pretty early, don't you? Uh, it depends on the on the time time of year. Okay. Um, this would normally be the time of year I'm um I'm getting up early, but um, yeah, it's your big March season, right? Walks this this is it's man talk about things I don't want to talk about. It's yeah. an absolute nightmare, but, um, I've been, I've tried to be a little better in communicating because over the last few months, um, Peter's Reardon soap Laughlin and I had been putting together, um, uh, a core 1106 reunion. Yeah. Brian was telling me that. So that was supposed to be real soon, right? It, it was supposed to be this past weekend, the 21st. Okay. Um, and, and we'll, we'll, we can dive, we can take a deep dive into that at, at, at another time, but, um, it, it was the five of us just trying to, to get together and, and find a schedule that worked. And yep. then we said, if we can all make it happen, then we'll throw out an invite and see, you know, if anybody else can come. But the most important for, for our purposes at this time was to, for the five of us to get together. Cause we haven't done that, um, maybe 15 years the five of us be in one place. Yeah, yeah. So I've been trying to be a little more responsive. I was trying to be a little more engaging in those chats um, just to kind of help that process along. So, you know, the fact that you do that, the fact that you do stay in touch and the fact that you're, you know, you're, you're pretty good at bridging communication gaps uh, I've always admired that. I always think that's great. And it it has pretty positive yields, right? Yeah. I you mean, go out to California, I'm you see California Ryan. Two sorry excuses was responsible for rekindling the relationship with Alfredo, basically. Okay, so that was my question. That was my question. From the time that you graduated to this trip, at what point did you reconnect with Fredo? Last time I probably saw Fredo was probably, I think it might have been 2000 when he was in New Orleans for a convention. Okay. Aquaculture convention. Then we hadn't talked for years. I know well, we talked probably like around the Boston time because he invited Brian and I to his wedding in El Salvador. But I remember it was like, you know, young, whatever. I had no money to be traveling to El Salvador for the wedding and shit. And Brian, I know it wasn't cool for him. He just didn't have the time and shit either at the time. You know, I mean, how far away El Salvador was from Boston, like in my mind in 2003 yeah, yeah. or four or whatever. Sure, sure. You know? Um, 
And then probably at some point when Facebook became more popular medium, we probably connect on that, but it really kicked up when we started doing the podcast. And I think it kicked like Fredo, like being so disconnected basically from everyone, you know, like he is down there on top. We're all kind of disconnected anyway. All the guys have lived together. You know, like Shaggy, you know, we might occasionally talk to him. Now we have like a text group that every few months might flare up, you know, but it's not like a regular thing, you know? Right. Um, but like all that started like, started that. But I think this was like an entry way to Fredo to like see what was going on, you know, to reconnect was listening to two sorry excuses. Okay. And he listens to it all the time. Religiously. Yeah. He's our, he's probably one of our, you know, if we had top listeners, he's in the top three, you know, there's no doubt about that. And with that being said, I'll tell you a funny story about it. Um, I remember he FaceTimed me like three or four years ago, you know, when he was in Miami and we talked, I think it was on my birthday. And uh, Fredo's birthday, I think, is around mine as well, I believe. But anyway, we sat, we FaceTimed for a little bit. And he looked just like Fredo, how I expect Fredo to look. You know, he had to slip back hair and everything, you know. Like he looked like Fredo, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suave, handsome Fredo, you know. But then, so I get to the airport. You know, and I'm texting him, like, on the plane. I'm texting him because, you know, you can text now from the plane and all that shit. You know, like, where you have the Wi-Fi just to be able to send text. Um, and I'm getting into the airport. And I have to go through customs. And then I come out. And he's wondering where I am. And he, you know, and he sends me a text. And, you know, I've never been in the San Salvador airport before. But you come out. It's not like a traditional American airport, you know, where you walk out of like customs and you see cars everywhere, you know, pulling up, you know, Yeah. you walk out and it's almost like there's like huge area with kind of ropes and a walkway and mobs of people waiting for their family members and stuff to come out behind these ropes. And you just don't, I'm looking around I'm like, where the hell is he? And he sends me a text. He's like, oh, you look good and green. I'm like, fuck, where's Fredo? And all these guys are coming up to me, taxi, taxi. And his other guy came, taxi. And I look, I'm like, no. And then he's like, ah. And I'm like, and I didn't even recognize him at first because, for one, his hair had fallen down. You okay. Know? Like, and another thing, he had lost so much fucking weight compared to what Fredo always was in my imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you want to know who he credits for losing his weight? Who's that? Matthew DeSantis and the two sorry excuses. Get out of here. Yes. From the episode where years ago where you start talking about how you were starting to run and stuff. And Fredo was up to 250 pounds or something. And he's like, I got to start friggin' changing my ways, you know, and fixing myself and i think he lost like 75 pounds or something holy shit and it's funny because we look at these pictures like we were going through these pictures from college and it's like yeah jesus christ it's like yeah i knew i was fat but fredo's like it's like yeah 
it's ridiculous how much bigger he was in those pictures from like 1998 or whatever compared to 2020 now. You know, funny thing is, he's like, I thought you were as tall as me back then. You know, because now he's being floored by the. I was like, well, I haven't grown. It's just that you know your memory set in a place of where you are, and I think Fredo because to me it was always like I'm about Fredo's size, so I'm sure it was vice versa. Fredo's about my size. So he was right. kind of like taken aback that I'm a couple inches taller than him. But it's something you don't even think about. And, you know, it's like, as far as I know, the guys who were always differential as far as height goes, it was people with vast height differences, like Goldberg, who's tiny, or like Steve and Shaggy, who are like 6'4". <laughs> you know? Right. 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, to me, it's like, those guys are tall. And I always knew I was taller than Brian Fredo. I was like, oh, he's pretty huge on Size, but I guess he's probably like five eleven or something. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> but it, but it's like, but then, like you haven't seen this guy. It's like all right, you're signing up eight days. And this guy, but never stopped for eight days. We were just it just picked right back. Now, which is fucking awesome, you know. That is awesome. And it, was, it was really cool, man. Uh, so. I'm just uh, looking very quickly. Uh, see, now I wonder if this would be, you know, I'd be curious to know his travel habits over the last few years. Oh, he goes um, all over the place, man. Because we do have some some downloads. We have I'm seeing some downloads in El Salvador, but I'm also seeing some downloads in Brazil, uh, yep. Chile, Argentina. Yep, he goes all over the world. Yes, he was for one of his parents' anniversaries. They went to Chile and Argentina a few years back. I'm seeing Spain, France. Yep, those are definitely all places Fredo has been. That's great. South Africa. I'm sure, probably, probably. Okay. I mean, with like the the business, the coffee business, everything. He's been all over. Now, does he run the business? He doesn't run the coffee business. What he his main concern right now is he's in a group of like a group of maybe three to four guys that have all the Papa John's in El Salvador. I think it's twenty eight locations. Okay. Yeah, Papa John's in El Salvador is a lot different than Papa John's states. Like they don't have they have dining and stuff. You know, they do delivery as well, but they have dining. So it's a different concept, but it's all the same Papa John's. Like I know he hung out with um, Shaggy like a couple of years ago because he was in Colorado Springs for a uh, Papa John's uh, owner's meeting up there. And Shaggy drove up from Denver to, to hang out with him and have some beers. He's met Jerry Jones. He told me, <laughs> yeah, cause Jerry Jones is the biggest Papa John's franchisee in the States. Has he met uh, Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning, Shaquille O'Neal, but Jerry Jones has the single biggest <laughs> Papa John's own ownership. Yeah. But he, 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 so he, he was telling me a lot of different stuff and the whole, the whole business. And I know a little bit about Papa John's because I used to be a delivery driver for Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically the same. No, but I mean, I understand <laughs> – all the business works, you know, but he was talking about how they try to pitch the whole 
because I remember that when I was there. It's always whole store gone, you know, like yeah. how he started this thing out of his dad's bar, whatever, and selling his car and shit. And Freya talks about how, like, you know, how they had to deal with him, like, in terms of, yeah, y'all want to run this on us, but Central South American fucking consumer doesn't give a fuck about John's rags to riches story, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, you know, he's he's doing well with that. And I, I know he loves working in that business, you know? He's got his hands in some things too, but that's his primary thing that he does, you know? So you head down. How long ago did you plan the trip? You know, every now and then, Fredo would say, hey, man, come to El Salvador. We're like, all right, man. So then, like, you know, like 2018, when I went on that huge solo trip, and I remember thinking, because at that time I was just doing the doc review shit, and it's like, all right, well, fuck looking for the bigger, better job. Let's just let's just make the most of life at this point, you know? I was like, yeah. this is what I'll do. Every year I'll go on some kind of trip for my birthday, probably domestic, and then in the fall I'll go somewhere – really cool you know like an international trip just for one like prices drop in the fall and shit you know and you don't deal with as many tourists because americans aren't out there people are in school i was like i'll go to argentina this year but then you know i took that new job in june so nothing happened so it's getting towards the end of 2019 i was like i gotta go somewhere i was start thinking and i hadn't taken a, a vacation yet since i'd been at the new place and I start thinking and talking to the other guys. I was like, I was like, Mardi Gras was a good time to get out of here, you know? It's like gonna have three days off anyway. So might as well take advantage of that. So I sometime like in maybe December, I texted Fredo about, you know, hey man, I'm thinking of coming to El Salvador. He's like, You're welcome whenever you come, man. You know, and then I started seriously looking into it. And I think I finally pulled the trigger like in January on the ticket, you know, and Fredo started like, he started figuring out an itinerary and everything. And it was really cool. Cause I'm the first in American friend of was to ever come down there. I was like, a, I was like a, a curiosity to people. <laughs> like, oh, you know, Fredo from college. And it's like, yeah, man. It's like, <laughs> It's it's like yeah, no one's ever come here. It's like yeah, it's like I would definitely come back, man. Like it was, everybody was so welcoming and so cool. Like you know, I got there. We freaking Fred was like, we're gonna head to the beach. So we start heading to the beach, and Fred was like, we went the wrong way. So we had to turn around. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it to the beach. You know, Fredo's family has this awesome beach house, Margarita. You know, sea breeze. You know, we get there, met Fredo's wife, you know, Carito, Carolina, but, you know, some people call her Carito. Of course, I just seized on that because I love the diminutives, you know. <laughs> uh, and his, So, wait, uh, uh, hold on a second. You fly into San Salvador. San Salvador. And you From, head to what town? Uh, well... The beach was, I think the beach was called Costa del Sol, but it, it, his his family's beach house is called Marisa. They give a name to all their little 
all their their vacation homes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Costa. Well, I'm just trying to figure out Costa del Sol Beach. Work so Costa del Sol. Oh, here it is, Playa Costa del Sol in El Salvador. Yeah. All right. So you head. That's a pretty good drive. It's not that bad. Everything's oh. everything's like it's almost like being in New Jersey. It's oh, yeah. a small country. Everything seems to be within an hour to an hour and <laughs> a half. Okay. Yeah, that's you know, that's it's like how you can go from the southern point of New Jersey to the most northern point of New Jersey. It doesn't take you too long, right? Yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's only like thirty miles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's pretty. It's it's all you know. It's not like like here to go to the beach. Like, oh, I'm gonna go to Florida or something to the Panhandle. Even it takes you like five hours to go to certain spots. You know. Like, and where does like he live? He he actually lives in a neighborhood within San Salvador. San Salvador okay. is kind of a big area. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I don't know exactly what his neighborhood's called, but it's like at the top of one of the volcanoes. Yeah. Because, you know, everything's on volcanoes down there. There's like seven volcanoes in the country or something. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the photos. You were, if you looked at my Instagram or whatever, there's a bunch of photos I took while down there. Like he's got, he has this beautiful home, you know. So we get there first day, meet, Carito and his sons, Nico and Andres, Nicolas and Andres, Nico and Andy. <laughs> and Nico's 14. He's all like being a 14-year-old now because he's that age, so he's always kind of disgruntled and moving. <laughs> right. Whereas Times Andy are tough. Still, Andy's only like 11, so he's still happy. He's right. Still, uh, a happy boy. <laughs> he wants to talk to you. He probably wants to talk to you about the NBA. Yeah, he's yeah. Eleven he's year old love and stuff. For some reason he's a fucking Packers fan. Not cool about that. Okay. Like, I can accept you being a fan of like Miami sports teams or some shit. But come on, why the Packers? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. trying to recruit him to be a Saints fan. I was like, Los Santos de Nueva Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a better, better team name in Spanish than the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but they're both really big soccer guys too. And but, uh, but Andres, Andy's more of a big sports fan. I know, you know. And I played some ball with those guys. It was fun. You know, yeah, because when you're four, when you're fourteen, nothing's cool. Yeah, yeah, you're gone through that stage and. Awkward, it's sucky, you know. You don't know you're making that change from being a boy to being a man, you know. It's that shitty bridge age, you know. Yeah, and you start thinking your parents suck, you don't want to hang out with them, yeah, right. And then there's no way you want to hang out with them while they hang out with their friends, yes, which is why you were there. Um, first day we're there, you know, like right away, Fredo's like, Oh, so I've never been out. There's two sides, Costa del Sol, and the other side, it's an estuary. It's a bay, you know, it's like fresh water. No one, I've never been on it, but I have these friends, and they rented a boat and they went out there, and it's really cool. He's like, So I decided to rent the boat. So 
we're at the beach house for a little bit before we head out to the boat. He's like, we're going to go out, have some drinks, bring some snacks, and watch the sunset. So we go over there, you know, and it's like the four, five of us, you know, Fredo, Carito, <laughs> Nico, and um, Nico and Andy. And we go out on the boat, and that was really cool, you know. We're out on this boat out there um, drinking beers and hanging out, you know. And uh, and I said something, like, joking to Nico or whatever, and he's like, oh, I like you better than I like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, later on, and that doesn't need to be explained any further, but sure. then there was a, a tense couple of days where Nico gave us the silent treatment, but whatever. Whatever, eventually it all mellowed out. You know? <laughs> like, on the Sunday, they went back into town because they had to go to school on Monday, so... You know, Carolina took the kids back on Sunday, and Fredo and I hung out again that night. And then the next day, you know, hung out on the beach a little bit before we um, before we got up and drove into, like, this uh, cool little surf town. Because there's a big surfing scene down there. And oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's on the Pacific. So it's like kind of like Costa Rica. I don't know if you've been to Costa Rica, but Costa Rica has a hardcore surfing scene too. Yeah. Yes. You know, so they got a similar area like that. And um, they're supposed to have some surfing world competition, but he's, you know, apparently a lot of people come down there to surf that never make it into any other part of El Salvador. And we saw a lot of those people when we were in, uh, when we were in the surfing town, like, uh, we were in this place called Altunco. That's the beach. We get the actual name of a surf town or whatever. But you saw like these American-looking and European-looking people that were there just to surf. You know, like very pretty. You know, bleach blonde, like you know the sun bleach-looking blonde girls, and all that type of stuff. And people out there surfing. And then, um, you know, then we went back to his. Then we drove to his actual house to stay that Monday night. And uh, funny thing is, when I get to his house, you know, we drive up there and it's like near the top of this mountain, you know. And, and like you go and you get this beautiful view of all of San Salvador, you know, with a volcano in the distance. It was amazing. And um, but right when I walk in the house and I'm looking around, I was like, Finally, I was like, Fredo, man, this house looks like the fucking house from the movie Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? I was like, have you seen it yet? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, have you seen it yet? Too? I was like, She's like, no. But, it, but then, like, um, later on at one point, you know, and I'm, I was like, oh, well, you got to see that movie. Have you seen Parasite? Not, not yet. Oh, God. People but I know by not seeing the movie, but no, no, I know what you're talking about because I've seen clips of it. But there's also a part of the movie where the movie takes a turn, where like the staff, you know, the way they become the parasites, you know, they pretty much take over all the servant positions, you know, for the family, and they're basically living off of them, you know, treating okay. them like an ATM, you know. And you know, the movie, like halfway through, where it takes the turn is. The family decides to go, the, the wealthy family decides to go on a camping trip. Yeah. And that's when shit starts going down. So at one point, 
the next day or something, after all this came out, we're sitting there at the table and Carolina's talking and she's talking about how they're going to go on a camping trip soon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is the Parasite House. Because then, it, because Fredo, they also have like a live-in maid and stuff there too. I was like, this is the fucking Parasite House. <laughs> you know, I even looked it up in Spanish. I was like, you know, because I was like, you don't have a name for this? I was like, no. Nah. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, Parasite House, Casa Parasita. You know? And it, so I'm like, Fredo, I was like, I was like, does this house have a name? Because you told me, you know, you got Marisa for the beach house. The coffee plantation house is um, is El Ovido, the forgotten. You know, uh, the lake house is Vista Lago, Lake, lake View. I was like, is there a name for this? He's like, yeah, Parasite House. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so I was called La Casa Parasita. It became like a little funny joke, you know. And uh, I mean, it was a beautiful place. Like you wake up and you just, and I would go and sit on that deck and just, I was like, this is amazing. He has an awesome outdoor kitchen, you know. So he was like cooking out there and stuff. I mean, it's like, the 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 outdoor kitchen of your dreams. Yeah. If you're looking at my Instagram, you'll see photos. Like he's got this huge flat top, you know, where he made burgers for his mom's birthday because that's what she wanted, or anniversary slash birthday. Uh, the last day I was there, made um, bacon and pancakes. You know, it's like it's like. The type of thing you see in a, in a in a diner, you know, the type of thing you wish you could cook on, you know. And that was what's, 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 what's that? your Instagram? Uh, at Viva Larange. V I V E. Got it. Once you sift through all the bullshit pictures. Yeah. Uh, um, you, I'm glad to see you wore your Speedo. Fredo thought I was joking because I posted something a few days before that about um, about the uh, Speedo. I sent him a picture and he and I got there. He's like, I thought you were joking. I was like, no, this is my new thing. Any foreign country I go to, I'm going to have to wear the Speedo at least once on the beach. <laughs> uh -huh. he, Fredo was very good for, for like, helping me fulfill my ideas. Like, I'm sure. Tinto and stuff, you know. He, Fredo was always there to take the photographs. I was like, I'm so glad you're, you're a willing participant in all my bullshit, Fredo. So... The all right, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff here. You went to the coffee farm. Yes. All right. So. All right. So wait, listen, Monday, listen. we spent Monday at the house. Monday so night. Wait, hold on a house. second. Before before you dive too deep, I got I got an idea because we I know you have an out, and I wanted to keep it pretty tight, and. I wanted to run an idea by you with all this um, 
quarantine shit. Um, I wanted I wanted to pump out a few. Uh, I wanted to pump out some some episodes on a more frequent basis. Okay. You got some time for that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting around the house every. I'm working during the day, but at night. I'm always going to be sit after five. I will always be sitting around the house for the most part. Okay. All right. So let's, let's put a pin in it there and we'll do a tease and we'll come back with a part two of uh Buenas Noches Fredo. Okay. Let's put a pin in yeah, it. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. That's perfect. What I will say is now that I'm looking at some pictures here and this is great. Um, not only does Fredo look, slim and trim he looks younger than he did when he was in college yeah fredo's immortally young you know he's forever fredo's forever 24 (laughs) he looks amazing yeah yeah fredo looks great well you're welcome fredo (laughs) yeah you know you're basically his um his richard simmons who inspired him Excellent. All right. Very good. All right. So let's, uh, we'll put a plug in, in, uh, in that, and then we'll come back at it. Um, and I'll try to get this up right away since we, uh, are trying some new things out, uh, technically. Um, good with you. Yeah, that's cool. man. All right. In the meantime, stay safe, Brassy. <laughs> yeah. Brassy. You might want to smear yourself and hand sanitize. <laughs> All right. Keep the lockdown gone, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs>